grace and peace to you today in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do I sound? Because we're trying something different. Can you hear me? Not really. No? No? Okay. I might need to adjust something real quick. Give me a second. Alright. Let's see if we can uh, get this to work a little bit better here. How, how do I sound? Is it, is it coming through? I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we do it, but I don't blast you with anything. Okay. Um, let's see if this will work, and if not, we'll, we'll go back to the mics and I'll spend another week trying to troubleshoot stuff. Um, so, <laughs> the children are crazy, but that's okay. Uh, we gather here today now uh, as we enter into the Advent season, and it is a, a truly blessed time, so let us begin with the call and response in Psalms 25, verses 1 through 10, as always you are the, the yellow text. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for you have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the path of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Let us praise this morning. Almighty God, Give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're going to start off our worship this morning with Shout to the Lord. So if you want, you can stand um, as we begin our songs of worship. Yeah. 
December 19th at 5 o'clock in the evening, obviously, uh, and the children are going to be practicing later in the service today, um, and then next week they'll be in here during Sunday school to practice and, and so forth. Um, uh, we also have our Christmas Eve service, 
that is, um, it is, sorry, spacing out, Christmas Eve, December 24th, it's a Friday, sorry, that's what I was looking for, the day, it, it's a Friday at 5 o'clock as well, and then a women's group is meeting this week at 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall, as well as youth group tonight at 6 and then, uh, as always, there are many ways in which you can give to the church, either online, in the mail, or in the box in the back. And so let's go ahead and we will pray real quick over the offerings that we have received. Holy God of new beginnings, as we share our tithes and offerings with you, we are filled with hope. We enter the season of Advent with expectation. We have left behind us a time of fear, of isolation and uncertainty, and we rise, we raise our heads because we know our redemption is coming near. May our gifts be dedicated to help heal the brokenness of our world and to welcome our Messiah into the world once again. In Jesus we pray, amen. Well, with that, we're going to have the first lighting of the Advent candles if the family wants to come forward for that. first reading this morning is from Jeremiah chapter 33 verses 14 through 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days at that time I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, thanks be to God. 
right. Our next song this morning is The Stand. Um, and, it, and in the song it says, What can I give but offer this heart completely to you? Um, so just think about that as we sing this morning.
guys may be seated. As we have our um, second reading this morning in 1 Thessalonians 3, um, 9 through 13. First Thessalonians 3, 9 through 13 reads, How can we thank God enough for you in return, for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. And this is the word of the Lord. Together we say, thanks be to God. Um, our next song this morning is Build My Life. I think we've done this one, but it's been a while. So if it um, is a new one to you, you can just sit back and listen. Or if you just want to sit back and listen, that's totally fine too. Um, so join with me as we sing and then as we prepare our hearts for our, our message this morning.
Well, go ahead and uh, the children can be dismissed for the practice. So go ahead, children, and have fun. Don't be too bad on Kay. Help her out, you know. Uh, you go, you go, buddy. As we get into the message today, go ahead and turn to your Bibles to Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. Um, this is where we're starting for Advent, and of course, it makes complete sense to start at the end of the book when you're looking at the beginning of the story, right? Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, Luke 21, verses 25 through 36. I, I promise you it does make sense. It, it is... Uh, it's all part of the plan, so don't worry. Uh, but as you turn there, I just I want you to remember we actually talked about this same story uh, must have been two or three weeks ago now in the book of Mark. We actually talked about it, and so we are kind of following up, but we're going to the book of Luke now as well as we transition into the new church year and. Um, so let's go ahead, if you are able, please stand for the reading today in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. It says this, There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, as we begin to look into your word today, I pray that you guide us to understand. Help us, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to hear. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you be our guide. We pray all this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we are at the beginning of the new church calendar year, and this is uh, a time where it begins with Advent, and then we go into the Christmas time where we actually celebrate the coming of Jesus as the baby, and then we move into the Epiphany, and, and so on and so forth. But this season is one of expectation. 
one of anticipation, one of, of longing, looking for, coming. And what I want us to think of today is the fact that this season is not just something that happened in the past. It's not just something that took place, but it's something that is taking place even now. We are in a season of anticipation, a season of expectation. And so as we move into this day, into this time, as we, we think about the, the candles that we are lighting, the one today for hope, let us begin to think about what we are anticipating. You see, we have all these problems, right, in life. We have riots that are still happening. We have shootings. We have, we have labor shortages. We have all these fun things going on. We had the police station getting shot up, you know, a couple weeks ago right down here in Alma. We, we have these problems coming on, and it, and it seems like this season is not going to be a very peaceful season. Because there's something that's going to happen. There's some problem that's going to arise. And so my question is, what hope is there for us? What hope is there for us today as we look at this? Because the world, the world looks at all of this and they say there is no hope because they have a bad understanding of what hope is is. They believe that hope is making a wish. They believe hope is, is this idea that something good might happen. They have this idea that if you ring the silver bell like on the Polar Express, you'll get a Christmas wish. That is not what hope is. And it's certainly not what we need to have in this season. So let us then Figure out what kind of hope we are supposed to have, what that looks like. And we're doing that by looking at really an unexpected text today here in Luke 21. It's all prophecy. This is all things that Jesus is speaking about, about end times, about when he will come again. And so in some ways it makes us scratch our heads and say, well, why would we talk about this now for the season of hope, for the season of Advent? Why would we talk about the coming of Christ at the day when the kingdom will come in its fullness? And what I think is most important is when we look at this text, we see here, verses 25 begins with, there will be these different signs, the sun and the moon and the stars. There's going to be all this confusion, all this this chaos. And this describes our world perfectly right now, right? Chaos, confusion. We don't know what's right or wrong. We, we, we're struggling to get the right information. We're struggling to make sure that we, we have what we need. There are shortages. Don't even talk to me about that because we had that fun trying to get just our van, you know, for baby three. And we couldn't get the right one because of the shortages. And it says people will faint from fear. This is the world's response. This is truly how people respond when bad things happen. When troubles pursue in life, we respond with fear, with anxiety, 
but look at verse 28 now when these things begin to take place what do we do this is not for the world this is not because the world has no clue they say to us who believe what does it say stand up raise your heads because redemption is drawing near. That's a completely different posture when bad things are going on than being afraid and confused. When, when bad things are happening, we don't stand up, we don't say, yes, woohoo! Unless you have a really sick and twisted perspective on life, you don't get excited because there's trouble. But here, Christ is saying, when all these things are happening, rejoice. Why? Because your redemption is drawing near. That is our hope. That is what hope does to us, is that even when we have troubles, we are able to rejoice. And so then he goes on and he talks about the fig tree and, and the leaves and how you can tell when the seasons are coming and taking place. And, and this is a lot of... Uh, of different sections kind of coming together because within this story, all the way back in the beginning of verse 21, Jesus is talking about a lot of things, including the destruction of the temple, which happened in 70 AD. And so we have this kind of weird thing where Jesus is saying, y'all are going to be alive when this happens. Well, the people who were alive back when Jesus was saying this are not alive today. So was Jesus wrong? What is going on here? Well, what we see is that he's talking about the fall of the temple. He's saying to those people, you will see this. It will come true. My words will be true and you will understand it. But... There's another aspect to this as well, because this is this is the fun thing about prophecies. I don't know if you've you've ever heard this. It's it's fun and confusing. You can have multiple meanings. It can have multiple different ways of expressing itself. Not only is Jesus here talking about the generation who was alive to see the destruction of the temple, but Jesus was also talking about the generation as in those who are a part of the new church age. Because Jesus is also talking about the fact that we will see these things come to pass until the new heavens and the new earth are brought. And so what does he do? He says, be on guard. Watch. Don't be... Don't be saddened, don't be dismayed, don't be drunken or worried with life. Boy, that's hard, isn't it? Especially in these days, to be worried about life. Every little thing that comes around, every molehill that comes gets turned into a mountain. But don't do any of that. Don't let it catch you unexpectedly like a trap. Because everyone's going to face this end time. And so with this section of prophecy and this idea of hope, 
we have to look into our lives and say, okay, so what, Lord, are you doing? How, how does this work into who we are as a people today, and what does it have to deal with hope? Hope is not the absence of trouble. Rather, it is God's presence in the midst of trouble. That's what we need to understand today more than anything else. And this is what Jesus is trying to, to teach to the disciples, to the people who are hearing this, is that hey, your hope is not because there is no bad thing happening. Your hope is not because there, there is only sunshine and rainbows in your life. Your hope is in the presence of God within your life. And because of that, you can do things regardless of what is happening throughout this world. And what we see here is that the hope is more than just a, a past tense. We talked a little bit about this in, in Sunday school. Our hope is not just in what God has done, although that's a very good reminder, our hope needs to also be in what God is doing currently in us and through us. And our hope is in what God is going to do in the future. And all these come together to, to form our idea of what it means to have hope in this season. To see where God has worked, is working, and will but it becomes then a, a challenge for us. Because there are people who are struggling. Some of you may be struggling right now to have hope. Because life is chaotic. Not ideal. Frustrating. And we have to stop and look to those who are struggling right now. And just as this light is burning as, as a, a beacon, because if we were to turn all the lights off, if the sun wasn't shining, you would still see this candle. Because it continues to shine even in the darkness. We need to become that same kind of beacon of hope in this world today for those around us, for our family members, for our friends, our co-workers, even for our own church family, for those of us who might be struggling. I've struggled with some of this this past week, it's, it's been very difficult, to be honest. Because I look at some of the things that are going on, and I, I struggle to have hope. I been having the issues with my knees, as, as most of you know, and 
I got a shot on Tuesday of lidocaine and cortisone that's supposed to make it better. And it just made it worse. <laughs> so, like, for, for three days, I was laid up in bed because it hurt so bad. And I'm obviously not doing better. It's these kind of things that come up in our lives that begin to just wear us down. That can truly make it where you say, where, where is our hope? The thing that I have appreciated so much is the first reading we had that Pastor Jessica read today was in Jeremiah 33, verses 14 through 16. If you know Jeremiah at all, he's not a very pleasant guy to talk to. Not that he was mean. He wasn't mean at all, but he had this message of doom for the people because they just continuously disobeyed God. And so all of this book is all about how God is going to judge them and, and bring punishment for all the things that they've done and there's no escaping it. They are in trouble. And yet, then we get in this section in verse 30, or ch chapter 33, we get this section of hope in the midst of punishment. God says, the days are surely coming when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. And he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In the midst of of our own problems, we can still find the hope that God is giving to us. And we can share it with others. We can be that beacon to show them that even in the chaos, we can raise our heads, we can rejoice. Because we know what is going to happen. We know who is coming. Who is for us. So where is your hope today? Where is our hope as a church? When we act, why are we doing it? Are we, are we doing things only because... We seek to have our lives be comfortable? Are we, are we doing things only because we, we want to have peace? Because we don't want to fight? We don't want to argue? Are we doing things in our lives because God has called us to? No matter how difficult it might be. In this season of anticipation... What do we do with our hope? Where does it play a role in helping us and guiding us today?
we move into prayer time, I want us to consider if we are expressing the hope of Christ in the way that we should, in the way that is beneficial for those around us. Are we being a beacon of light to show others? Or have we allowed the frustrations, the calamities, the riots and crooked politicians and this and that? You can name it. I mean, come on now. There's, there's a bunch of stuff. Have we allowed that to kind of stifle our hope in the one who is greater? So let us pray today that God might rejuvenate his hope in us. Let us also pray for those who are sick. I, I received a phone call from Bambi last night. Uh, her and her household all tested positive for COVID. So they are sick and are, are staying home until they get better. Mike and Janet are still uh, in quarantine from having COVID. Uh, she is doing fine, no major symptoms, which is good. So let us pray today. Let us pray not out of fear, anxiety or worry, but let us pray in the hope that God has given us. Heavenly Father, help us today know your hope once again within our lives. A hope that allows us to stand while the world is crumbling around us. A hope that transcends time because you are doing things that, that are just beyond words in our lives. for all the things that you have done and all the things that you are going to do. Continue to build within our hearts and our minds the understanding that hope is not the absence of trouble, but rather seeing your presence in the midst of it. Knowing that you are with us, just as Christ's name, Emmanuel, the fact that you would come to be with us. So I pray that we might become the beacons of hope today for others. 
to share the, the joy of knowing you. To be able to share this, this, this hope that the troubles of life do not have to be the final answer. They do not have to overcome us, overwhelm us, or cause us to fear. But there is so much more that you can do. We pray for those who are sick. Bring healing to Mike and Janet, as well as to Bambi and her household, especially Bambi as she has lost her sense of smell and taste. And Lord, we pray, especially in this time where sickness of all sorts is going around, that you keep people safe. Help us to be loving and, and considerate to, to do our part to help keep others from getting sick. Father, as we anticipate all that you are going to do, revive us again. We shudder at signs we see. Anxieties bombard us. Our hearts are afraid, Lord. Let us be vigilant. Hold our heads high. Make us an Advent people with hope as our stronghold. Jesus, you came into our world with all its sorrows. Keep us awake and alert to your presence and in the midst of our struggles now. Tell us again that your love will triumph. We pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we gather today around the table, I cannot think of a better representation of hope. To think that the, the bread and the juice would be for us the body and blood of Christ that would take away the sins of the world, that would bring redemption and healing, that would bring a, a union and relationship with us and God. How beautiful it is. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us prepare our hearts to be God's sanctuary. Blessed are you, God of David, 
For your faithfulness is steadfast and your mercy has been from of old. You draw your people to you with your promise of salvation and every promise you make in your goodness you fulfill. From the house of David you raised up your Messiah to restore Judah and to herald that your deliverance was near. In your son's righteousness we find our life. For his righteousness was more than enough for your people who had waited so long for justice, who had yearned so long for redemption, who had trusted so long in your grace. Truly in his righteousness is fulfilled every hope of salvation in every generation. And so let us sing together the, the words, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. God of glory, for whose coming we wait, make this meal we share a sign that our redemption draws near. Send your Holy Spirit upon your church. Strengthen our hearts in all holiness that we may be heralds of your kingdom. And by your same Spirit, sanctify this bread and this cup that they may be for us the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who at supper with his disciples took bread and gave you thanks, broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper he took the cup and again he gave you thanks and gave it to his disciples saying, Drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. God of power, you have promised to make your way to us. Come quickly to those who wait for you. Raise up every head that is bent low in sin. Lift up every heart that is bowed down in shame. Uphold every soul that is made heavy by oppression. Inspire every weary throat to sing of the day when justice and mercy meet. Bring us through all that is passing away to the life that shall never pass away. When every eye shall be lifted up to gaze upon your Son in everlasting glory with all your saints. And when the redemption for which we have longed shall forever be ours. In the, camp, in the company of your Son, in the power of your Spirit, Holy Father, blessed Trinity. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, and the bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. And so let us come with our hearts prepared to receive these elements together. Join me today as we close with the singing of a very classic hymn, Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
there's so much there's so much within my heart today that I I struggle to get the words out to to tell of this hope because I can't just wrap my fingers around it because it's too great. But my prayer for you all today is that if you have not experienced this kind of hope that God fully unveils it to you this week. Because when you have this hope within your life, things change in such a great and marvelous way because all of a sudden you do not have to be swayed by all the troubles of this world. And so I leave you today with the warning and the encouragement that Christ gave to those who were listening. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. <clears throat> Go in hope today in the grace of God. God bless you.